Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And not just the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. I'm Tracy from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Join hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business. You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gigillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig with details. Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Sarah Dowdy. And I'm Dublina Chakraborty. And I think one thing proven throughout history is that people really love a good doomsday prophecy, don't they? It's so true. Just last year, we had a lot of news about the May 21st, 2011 potential doomsday. I remember seeing billboards and news articles about it. It was kind of a of a story for a while. See, I must have been living underground in your or something already. <laughs> because I remember I was in Italy at the time and the friends I was traveling with, they mentioned that that was going on and then just sort of like, oh yeah, this is going to happen <laughs> maybe kind of way. And I remember we were debating over like, well, how will we know with the time change when exactly <laughs> it's happening? Because you know, when you're on vacation, you don't even know what day it is a lot you of don't. the time. I know I was at a friend's wedding and I remember her saying like, well, hey, you know, at least I'm throwing a big party with That's all my true. friends and family. So it's to, a good attitude. Yeah, it is. But today we're going to be looking both to the past and the future. And we're going to revisit an episode recorded in 2008 by former podcast host Candace and Jane. And they discuss what's perhaps the most famous doomsday possibility out there, uh, at least these days, probably because it's still to come, December 21st, 2012. And that date is, of course, based on the so-called Mayan calendar, really the long count calendar, and the fact that we'll be at least coming to the end of a great cycle that started back in 3114 B.C., Many other doomsday prophecies have also been connected to great calendar changes like the long count or otherwise round dates. 
probably all but our youngest listeners remember Y2K, in which people feared not so much a great apocalypse, but an electronic one. Still enough to hoard water. Yeah, I mean, it was scary to a lot of people. (laughs) But at other points in history, the predictions have also been date-based. But for the sake of the date's symbolic significance rather than just its roundness, like the year 2000. So, for instance, many people in England feared the year 1666 because of that inauspicious series of numbers. And the world, of course, didn't end, but a plague did strike the year before. And, of course, the Great London Fire, the Great Fire of London, I should say, occurred in 1666, something we mentioned in our Famous Fires episode and really might have served to make people feel like potentially the world was coming to an end. Cosmic events sometimes also trigger doomsday prophecies. According to National Geographic, for example, the 1910 appearance of Halley's Comet had folks scrambling for so-called comet pills and oxygen supplies, which both were supposed to protect you from the comet's tail's noxious gases. Yeah, and in 1997, the appearance of the Hale-Bopp comet um, drove members of Heaven's Gate to commit suicide, expecting aliens following the comet to come rescue them. So, you know, I think this gives a pretty fair representation of all of the different kinds of reasons why people expect the apocalypse. And this is just a a very small number of, of things we could have mentioned. But even the 2012 event does have a cosmic element to it. It does have a, a year kind of significance to it. And we're going to look into a little bit more about that in Candace and Jane's episode. So let's take a listen. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm editor Candace Gibson, joined by staff writer Jane McGrath. Hey there, Candace. Jane, did you take time the other day to watch all of the inauguration ceremonies and television footage? You know what? I was so busy I didn't get a chance, but I've, I've been watching it on like, YouTube and all like that. Okay, so you followed up on all, all yeah, the stories, yeah. the fashion, the speeches, the bloopers, etc., etc. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. It was really fun in the House Stuff Works office because a couple of us dropped our work and mm-hmm. we went to the common room and we watched the ceremony on TV and it was it was really special and, and not just because the Obama girls looked adorable in their brightly colored clothes um, and because Rick Warren pronounced their names so fancifully <laughs> I have I have to quote him Malia and Sasha <laughs> we really couldn't get enough we've been saying it around the office ever since then but it was just really great to be in a room with intelligent people watching such a historic event I bet yeah and I was thinking how utterly incredibly tragically sad that it is the last inauguration we will ever see because the world will end in 2012. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I know. Jane's a little bit on edge. Um, yeah. I, I don't necessarily ascribe to that belief. I was just trying to get everybody worked up, excited for our podcast today, which is about the Mayan calendar. And if you are at all familiar with the Mayan calendar, you may know that there's a prophecy that the world will end on December 21st, 2012. That's true, and some people are a little uh, on edge about this idea, although it doesn't have that much uh, uh, history in terms of the Mayan calendar, in terms of what the Mayans actually believed, which is interesting. Right. I think a lot of the the fuss can be attributed to doomsday speakers, and we actually got... those are always popular. Yeah, well, because they're fun to hear about, and they're fun to think about, sort of. The end of the world is always fun. The end of the world. We actually got a listener email about the Mayan calendar, and I'm not quite sure if our friend Melina is a, a doomsday believer, or if she just wanted to hear more of the story behind it, but she wrote to us, 
Hi, I'd like to know what the Mayans really say about this 2012 end of days. I have heard many interpretations, most of which I think are geared at selling books, smart girl, and doomsday <laughs> gear. I'd like to know how accurate were their predictions and why this calendar was so important to them. So, Melina, here's the answer. And we will start by cracking the code behind the Mayan calendar. And to understand this, we have to get, have to get a little context about uh, the Mayan civilization in general, I guess. Just to let you know, the Mayans, the whole empire, was incredibly sophisticated. Uh, they existed around parts of what is now Guatemala, Belize, Honduras, El Salvador, and parts of southern Mexico as well. And uh, they were a very sophisticated culture. They actually started right, they were one of the first um, Mesoamericans, the people in, in that uh, Central American area, uh, to start writing at all in the pre-classic period, which went up to from between about 2000 B.C. and 300 A.D., and you can actually divide the Mayan civilization into three distinct periods, the formative or pre-classic, which Jane just mentioned, then the classic followed, and that ran from about 300 until 900, and the post-classic from 900 to 1400. And around that time, we see the Mayan civilization sort of reaching a bitter end when the Spanish Inquisition comes in and starts phasing the culture out. That's true, and scholars are a bit baffled by what happened at the end of the classic period. It's interesting. They were incredibly sophisticated, but it, there was a time about 900 AD where they reached a sharp decline in their civilization. They left cities and temples abandoned. It was very odd, and scholars disagree about what caused this, whether it was exhausting the food supply or there were wars among peoples. And you're right, Candace, the Spanish arrived in about the 1400s, late 1400s, and that sort of ended the period of the Mayan Empire in general. Planning your next trip? Choice Hotels has a stay for any traveler you want to be with 22 brands in over 7,400 locations. Whether you're a business traveler, a family road tripper, someone who wants to seek out history and maybe make your own, or just planning a quick getaway, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Like a Cambria Hotel, where you can be a cocktail connoisseur and sip locally inspired craft beverages at downtown locations in the center of it all. This is a fun way to visit cities with a lot of history and a lot of fun in mind. Or a Radisson Hotel for all our productivity powerhouses out there. With flexible workspaces and on-site restaurants, you'll get the most out of your work trip. You'll get the coffee, the Wi-Fi, and the work done. And we can't forget about comfort hotels. Imagine you're a family road tripper, waking up in your big spacious room and then heading down to a free hot breakfast for the entire family, including waffles. So you'll be well-fed and ready for the day's adventure, even if that's just relaxing. After that, you're spending all afternoon relaxing by the pool. You deserve it. What are you waiting for? Join Choice privileges and start earning points toward your next stay. Find a stay for any you. Book directly at choicehotels.com, where travels come true. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There is still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI in revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, 
retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more, while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the United States? The world is powered by entrepreneurs, and if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. And every episode, hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss, from the excitement of first starting out to finding Finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. And we know a lot about Mayan history because these were people who left written records. They had a system of hieroglyphics that they used for recording myths and history and other governmental decrees, things like this. They actually had uh, sort of like a primitive type of book and paper that were bound together, as well as stelae, which were large freestanding stone monuments, almost like an obelisk, really, mm -hmm. that they would carve things into. And in addition to hieroglyphics, they also had logographics and a phonetic syllabic sort of alphabets. They, in many ways, or at least three ways, really, of recording their history. That's right. A lot of their writings had to do with time in general. They were very focused, maybe preoccupied with the idea of time. And that's where we get the idea um, that they were, the, how they they came up with all the different calendars that they did. Right, and calendars were important because they wanted to mark the passing of time because they looked to heavenly bodies in the sky to interpret the behavior and the moods and whims of their gods. And many of their actions, whether it was you know a ceremony for, for planting or mm -hmm. for the economy or for accounting procedures, were based on God's behavior. And almost like today, how some people ascribe to astrology to determine how a person's personality may be influenced by their birth date, the Mayans used their calendar for similar purposes. That's right. And numbers themselves held a particular importance, particular ones like the number 13, for instance, held sort of religious connotations with the represented uh, levels of heaven where sacred lords ruled the earth. And 
So the number 13 is pretty important, and that um, applies over to the first calendar, which is called uh, the Zolkine, I believe it's pronounced calendar. And we should mention, too, there are all manner of pronunciations, as far as we could tell in our research, (laughs) for the different increments of time and names of the Mayan calendar. So um, we're assuming that there are some scholarly variations on pronunciation, but we are going to go with the most popular. And to kick it off, like Jane said, the Zolkine calendar also called the sacred round calendar. Let's let's break this down. And this is going to get a, a little bit painstaking. So if you're near a computer, it might actually be helpful if you could go to the How Stuff Works website and pull up the calendar. Yeah, I'm sorry, easier. pull up the article on how the Mayan calendar works. That's right. Um, it'll be easier to visualize if you... We have a nice animation on the site that will let you go through this Zolkin calendar. Okay, so the basics. The Zolkin calendar is divided into 260 days. And this number is uh, kind of significant in and of itself. Scholars kind of disagree, but it might signify the length of a pregnancy, but uh, more than likely it probably signifies the time of a corn crop. Exactly. So from here, 260 days are comprised of 20 different day names and 13 different numbers. So imagine two circles, and around the outer or larger circle, we have the 20 day names listed. And each one is represented by a glyph. Then on the in- inside circle, it interlocks with 13 different numbers. So as the inner circle turns, a number matches up with a glyph of a day name. And if you're good at math or you have a calculator nearby, you may have figured out that 260 days is derived from the fact that 20 day names times 13 numbers equals 260. Yeah, that's true. And so it would go through the cycles of the days and the numbers together. And as you know, 13 is less than 20. So once it got through the 13 numbers, it would go back to the first number, but continue on in the cycle of uh, the 13th, or sorry, the 14th day name. Exactly. So it just continues rotating until you reach 260. And each combination of number and day name has a significant meaning. And the holy men and the agriculturalists of the Mayan civilization would use these numbers to predict auspicious times for ceremonies and and crop planting, like we said earlier. Mm Mm-hmm. But there was a problem with the Tolkien, I'm sorry, not the Tolkien. Well, some people say Tolkien. We're saying Zolkin. Mm-hmm. The Zolkin calendar, and that was that it didn't measure a full solar year like the Gregorian calendar would do. That's right. They were smart enough, obviously, to figure out that there were seasons and 260 days was not a solar year, basically. And uh, we should also mention that the Zolkin calendar had segments of 20 days, which they called Weenals, um, U-I-N-A-L. And so these segments of 20 days were pr- particularly important, and they carried over into their other calendars as well. And this led to the Hob calendar, and this was a calendar that was based on the cycle of the sun. And Weenals were sort of the, the formative unit of the Hob calendar. So as Jane said, a Weenal is a 20-day period. There were 18 of these 20-day periods, which equaled 360 days. Now, as we know, again, 360 days does not a full solar cycle make. That's true, but 360 is a pretty even number, and I like it a lot. (laughs) Yes. So the Mayans compensated for those five extra days by making them nameless days, and they refer to those as a wayab, and that was a single month comprised of these five days, and they thought it was a very dangerous time. That's right. And the way of was kind of a compromise between the mathematicians and the astronomers, because obviously the astronomers knew like 360 days is not a full solar year, but mathematicians love the evenness of the number 360. So that's where they get the compromise of the way of. 
And during this time, it was customary to pray vigilantly and to celebrate the gods and to beseech them for blessings on the civilization in hopes that, you know, good good tidings would be restored again. That's right, because during the Wayab, they believed that God sort of left the whole earth unprotected. So, Planning your next trip? Choice Hotels has a stay for any traveler you want to be with 22 brands in over 7,400 locations. Whether you're a business traveler, a family road tripper, someone who wants to seek out history and maybe make your own, or just planning a quick getaway, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Like a Cambria Hotel, where you can be a cocktail connoisseur and sip locally inspired craft beverages at downtown locations in the center of it all. This is a fun way to visit cities with a lot of history and a lot of fun in mind. Or a Radisson Hotel for all our productivity powerhouses out there. With flexible workspaces and on-site restaurants, you'll get the most out of your work trip. You'll get the coffee, the Wi-Fi, and the work done. And we can't forget about comfort hotels. Imagine you're a family road tripper, waking up in your big spacious room and then heading down to a free hot breakfast for the entire family, including waffles. So you'll be well-fed and ready for the day's adventure, even if that's just relaxing. After that, you're spending all afternoon relaxing by the pool. You deserve it. What are you waiting for? Join Choice privileges and start earning points toward your next stay. Find a stay for any you. Book directly at choicehotels.com where travels come true. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There is still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI in revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the United States? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. And every episode hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. 
And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. But again, same old song, you'll hear this refrain a couple of times, it wasn't enough. They wanted a longer calendar. And uh, the even though the Hob calendar is closest to our Georgian calendar today, um, they did want to record more time in a single calendar uh, for historical reasons to keep posterity. And uh, so they came up with what's called the calendar round. And this had 18,890 days and encompassed 52 years. But here comes that refrain again. It still wasn't long enough. Uh, 52 years was not enough, as you said, and so they wanted to um, make it even longer. And this is the massive, most massive calendar I've ever heard of. Um, it's called the Long Court Calendar. We refer to it today as that. And it measures time in great cycles. And a great cycle spans a little over 5,125 years. Right. So the Long Count Calendar also has its own individual units that it is comprised of. So let's go over those. We've got one day, which is a keen, 20 days, the weanal, which we've heard before, 360 days, a tune, 7,200 days, a cartoon, 144,000 days, a bach tune. So we have all these different individual components going inside the long count calendar, and we see that it is very useful for measuring epochs, really, for mm-hmm. giving historians something to um, base their civilization on and predict future civilizations going on and and things like this. Yeah, it was actually a difficult task to be able to find the zero date uh, of the great cycle. So for instance, we're in a great cycle right now, um, and in order to figure out what date today is in the great cycle, we had to figure out what the first, what the beginning of this great cycle was, and that ended up being August 13th, 3114 BC. And we didn't just come up with that number happenstance. There was a a British anthropologist named Sir Eric Thompson who wanted to reconcile these different calendars. And in order to find out when the current Great Cycle began, he had to match up some different events from the Spanish Inquisition that had been recorded on the Dresden Codex, which was one of the Mayan governmental records that was spared from the ravages of the Spanish Inquisition. And he took that and compared it alongside the Long Count calendar as well as the Gregorian calendar to come up with a definitive date. And like James said, that was August 13th. Uh, 3114 BC. So we're in the middle of a great cycle. That's right. But if you do the math, we're actually about to end that great cycle. And that's Mm -hmm. where we get the date of December 21st, 2012, uh, which will end a cycle. But it's important to note that the Mayans believe that this is not the first cycle that's ever existed. It's actually, I believe, the fourth. And so the universe or the planet uh, has lived through um, already three cycles, the ends of three cycles. So the Mayans don't necessarily believe that the world will end at the end of this fourth one. No, and they actually think that the ending of a cycle is a really wonderful time to celebrate and to appreciate the fact that the planet has made it through another great cycle. Yeah, but... There is also another reason why people think that this might be the end of uh, the world, because an interesting thing is going to happen on December 21st, 2012, and that is that it is a winter solstice, but, you know, that happens every year, but it's also a particular winter solstice where the sun will align with the center of our galaxy. And that happens only every 26,000 years. 
So if you're like me and you're curious about what people say, you can do a Google search and pull up all number of different doomsday websites and predictions for December 21st, 2012 range from the culmination of social strife and environmental catastrophe and, mm. and war uh, sort of amalgamating into a giant apocalypse. And some people say that a comet or asteroid is going to impact the Earth and we're all going to die or that the magnetic field on the Earth is going to change and the poles will be reversed or... Or, hey, you could rent Mel Gibson's Apocalypto and sort of get a preview of what's going to happen. Yeah, it's interesting if you uh, look at the idea that the Mayans were actually able to predict eclipses, which is pretty sophisticated for, for what they knew. And so maybe you might be inclined to think, oh, well, did they know that this this crazy happenstance was going to happen on that day, too? But uh, most astronomers uh, actually agree that they could not have known this. So hopefully, armed with that information from Candace and Jane, you'll be able to encourage your frightened friends that the mind calendar does not necessarily mean certain doom. I personally like the idea of seeing the passing of such a huge amount of time as a reason to celebrate and be thankful. I do too. I mean, it, it seems like just just as you celebrate the new year, uh, you'd celebrate this the passing of this huge chunk of time. So I don't know, maybe we need to have like a long count calendar party. I'm for that. <laughs> Um, so we do have lots more to read on this. And if you want to share your own ideas about the Mayan calendar, um, you can email us. We're at historypodcast at discovery.com. We're also on Twitter at Mist History, and we're on Facebook. And if you're still uncertain and you'd like to explore this topic a little more, we have a couple of articles regarding the Mayan calendar and the 2012 issue. Uh, We have How the Mayan Calendar Works and Will the World Really End in 2012? And you can look those up by visiting our homepage at www.howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. 
I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds.